listening to Cup of Joy with the Queen of Any right here on WrestleJoy. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Cup of Joy with your girl, the Queen of Any, right here on WrestleJoy. And this week, I've invited one of my best friends on to have a chat with me about the joys of wrestling, the things that make us happy when sometimes we need a little pick-me-up. And that, of course, is my pal from the Queen of Pops experience, Pops. What's up, Pops? Hi. I find it very strange that you would uh, get me to talk about joy when I'm always the one that's down in the dumps about wrestling. But no, I think, that's I think not we have some always things. true. <laughs> that's not always that's, true. You're, you're you right have some that. moments. Yeah, you have some moments that you are really passionate about that sometimes if you're not really happy with what's going on, you turn on and you feel better about. And that's what we want to celebrate this week in this episode together. So let's talk about one moment. We'll start with you first. One moment to you that's like the pinnacle when you're sad or you're annoyed with something and you want to turn this moment on. And when you do, the joy of wrestling comes rushing back to you. I mean, one of those, it's not even just a moment, it's a whole show, is WrestleMania 23. Uh, Mm. It's because I was there, and every time I watch it, like, all that, all that comes back, you know? Um, I've been to different house shows and Raws, but nothing is like a mania when you're there in person, so that brings a lot of joy back to me. Um, You know, Sean versus Cena, uh... Vince got his head shaved. Uh, it, was, it was fun. That's that's the one that I go to. Yeah. Well, because you know you're you're you were there, so it's something super special to you. And I think a lot, especially now in these times, right? Going to live shows isn't necessarily an option for a lot of people. Some people can, and God bless you, that's wonderful. Some people can't though, and and I miss that. Um, and, and the thing that brings me, Joyce, and I'll match you on that one, because I've been thinking a lot about it recently, as we're coming up to the one-year mark, when you and I were at a GCW show in a soccer-slash-industrial <laughs> warehouse. <laughs> With the roof falling off. And With the roof crazy. falling off and people jumping off beams. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, StarCast and All Out. I was thinking about that and, and how blessed we were to be there, how excited we were to be there. And how much fun we had. We had such a great time with all of the people we got to meet, wrestlers, of course, but also uh, friends. So I think that's like super special. And I'm, it's been on my mind a lot lately because we're almost at the literal one year mark. So that was one moment that I think about like in person that meant a lot to me was to be there. Traveled. I ne- I've never traveled farther than like two hours for a wrestling show before. So this was like, get on a plane, <laughs> go to Chicago, get a hotel, stay for a few days, and, and go to all these awesome events. And that was a really special time. Yes, I 100% agree with you. I actually, I was uh, packing up your, your gift box that I'm sending out, <laughs> and uh, I saw a picture of you and I and Mr. Queen at the uh, Joy Janela's La Party Palooza or whatever he yes, called it. Yes, Party Palooza. That was, that was fun. I mean, uh, I forced you to uh, talk to Matthew Justice, right? Yeah, you did. Um, you did. That was very I, joyful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I kind of, sort of maybe got busted staring at Alley Cat a little bit. 
Yeah, we were all kind of checking her out because she's just a beautiful cat. Beautiful cat? Wow. Anyway. We we love Um, Alley Cat. I was in the same vicinity that night as uh, uh, Skylar Bordeaux and well, now Kyrian Cross. So that was fun. Um, I got to hang out with my boy Steve to tie there while I was waiting for you guys to get back from the show. So, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I think it's a lot of those in-person moments and connections that wrestling, uh, you know, you always say to me, you know, wrestling brings people together. We've talked about that a lot, and and it's really such a community vibe. And we really felt that, I feel like, at StarCast. And I think in addition to those in-person things, now that we're living COVID era, a lot of the stuff that we've been doing, because there hasn't been a lot of wrestling, is kind of going back and finding what we love again in a lot of ways. Like, for me, I've watched a lot of older things that I haven't watched in a long time because I was reminded about how much I love wrestling and how much I I missed it. Yeah, we had some weekly things, but they weren't making me the happiest. Not all of them anyway. And I missed New Japan and I was really sad. So I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to (laughs) do to to make myself feel better? And I, I went back to my favorite, favorite match of all time, Pops. You know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. Uh, It's the TLC match at WrestleMania 17, which is also my favorite WrestleMania ever. That match is like my home match. Like, when I want to watch wrestling and I don't want to watch anything current right now, that's what I turn on. I turn it on. I get all excited. I freak out still to this day when I watch Jeff Spear off that freaking ladder with Edge. And I freak out and I watch them fall. I've seen it countless times and it still gets my heart racing and excited so many cool spots in this entire match between of course the three that pioneered tlc dudley boys hardy boys and edge and christian plus we had really cool spots with lita really cool spots with uh, spike dudley (laughs) and rhino was in there and you just like remember all these cool things and when this was like the ultimate wrestling fandom moment for me when I was younger. And it still is to this day. And like this match holds the test of time for me anyway. And, and I know there are people that might may disagree, but I love good tag team wrestling. And for me, this was the pinnacle because it was dangerous. It was a little edgy. Like I said, that spear from edge to Jeff. And when they fell on that, like 12 feet or so down, Oh my God, I was scared. The double table spot, too, was nasty. Everything was really great about this match, and I absolutely loved it. So, oh, I could talk about that match and review that match for probably three hours. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> right. You, you know, the, I've always said that wrestling, as crazy as we are as a wrestling community, mm-hmm. we are one. Because we are those special people that outwardly say that we enjoy watching, quote-unquote, professional wrestling. Um, I think that some of us, we're, we're dying out a little bit now because of COVID. I think COVID exposed the business um, because they didn't have the crowd to hide it, you know, some things. Um, but what other community is full of such diversity yeah. Without without any, what I mean, what does the wrestling community argue about? We argue about our personal opinions about different things in wrestling, right? But as diverse as we are, we don't argue about 
race. We don't we don't argue about ethnicity. We don't argue about sexual orientation. We argue about our opinions over fake fighting. And that to <laughs> me, I, I will take that any day of the week. I will fight and argue with you about fake fighting all day. As long as we remember we're people first. Yeah. Nothing else matters. We're people that have opinions and most of I'm not going to lie. Most of the people whose opinions are different than mine, they're wrong. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> uh, you know. I love that. But so but but that's that's one I that just came like how can you be upset about a community that doesn't argue about the things that the world argues about? Yeah, all we care you know about I mean? is movesets and who's yeah. a spot monkey and right. or do you like FTR or the Young Bucks as your favorite yeah. tag team? Yeah, or like, do you like leg slappers? No, I don't, but whatever. We got to deal with it so they can get that crack, you know, or man, I don't or know. Our, like, or our passionate argument about Okada. <laughs> I, was, I was trying not to go there. <laughs> Uh, That's okay. Happy show. This is a happy show, so I didn't want to right. make you unhappy and let you know that you're still wrong about Okada. No. <laughs> but you know what's cool about that is we respectfully disagree. Right? We just do. You, I like things that you don't like. And you like things that I don't really care for. But I think that's that's the heart and soul of, of what it is to be a wrestling fan. There's something for everybody out there. And not everybody's going to like what you like. But we love to argue about it anyway. Because <laughs> it's fun. We love this business. And that match is my favorite. But it's not your favorite. So what is your favorite go-to match? I don't have a, a, a go-to match. Okay. What do you I have? I have a go-to moment. Mm. And, and that moment for me, I, I'm not even talking about the full moment yet, and I'm getting goosebumps. It's crazy to me. It's just when Liz hopped in the ring and threw Sherry off of Randy, and Randy and Liz got back together, That that is my moment in wrestling. Mm. Because as a child, I didn't know. My house was kind of messed up. But... I didn't really get love until I saw that. I was like, dang, that's what real love is. And then I started to recognize love in my grandparents, in my, you know, family. So to me, that, I guess, not only ch- changed my wrestling fandom as a child, but it also changed my outlook on life. Like, there was real love, you know? Like, yeah. It, I don't know. Isn't that amazing? That that moment in wrestling had such a profound impact on you that that it was able to show you not just what it is on television and storyline wise, but you were able to apply it to your real life. That is like the coolest part about being a wrestling fan. You find a moment, a person, a segment, a story that resonates with you so much. It impacts you as a fan and it impacts you as a person. That's really special. Yeah, I mean, and. That's that's my number one moment. I do have other things, uh, like when I'm feeling down. It's not always just one thing, but I'll I'll look up like a Jake the Snake Roberts uh, promo, or yeah. I'll go watch an old Flair match against Steamboat, or I'll listen to an old Flair promo or an old Dusty promo, things like that. Because 
even though they're from 80s, early 90s, everything they said applies can, could apply today. Sure. I'm not sure that the wrestling that we have today will apply in 20 years. Uh, but I can't be unhappy about that because what Flair and Dusty said in the 80s and early 90s will apply 20 years from now. So like, um, that's what makes me happy. I guess that we have the old stuff to go to. Um, Jake Roberts, I don't, I don't care who you are. Nobody cuts a better promo. Yeah, he's so but, talented. Uh, he, he does it very one voice level, so that you have to get close to your TV or turn your TV all the way up to hear every single word. And it's so menacing, and it's, it's even more frightful because he's not yelling at you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like. Oh, this dude's really going to kill me. He is really going to slap that DDT on me and put a snake on me. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Run away! <laughs> so, yeah, old moments like that, I guess, soothes my old soul. <laughs> I think that's really cool. And, and they do apply to today, and they resonate today, and they matter today. And that's something super special about old school wrestling. And and what we get, what we enjoyed as kids, or what our parents or grandparents enjoyed as kids, holds the test of time. And that to to me makes me open my eyes and go, wow! Like, did we even know what we had <laughs> when we had it? Just to watch all of these great talents ahead of their time, and the the amount of talent that they had with all those people that you just named, all in the same place. It's unbelievable to me that we have all of that wealth of knowledge and experience and and match quality to go back on and say wow this is this is what made so and so that i know fall in love with the business who then taught me right because that was my great grandfather he fell in love with that business old school he loved that all that stuff and then he loved the undertaker and he told me all about it and made me watch it and that's how i got into wrestling so all of these really cool things that we learned about we can still go and watch and then we get to kind of pass that on moving forward, which I think is like the absolute best part of wrestling. And I think a lot of it, too, is that storyline quality that you are that you were talking about and those promos and the way that they engage you in what they're doing. Yeah, wrestling. It's awesome to watch and it's fun and it's physical and you do really cool things. But if I don't care about your storyline, I'm not going to care about you. So have me get invested in what's going on. And nothing for me got me more invested ages ago. And I say ages ago because it was nine years ago and that feels like ages ago. <laughs> than CM Punk versus Cena at Money in the Bank. That match, I felt like I was in Chicago. Like I felt like I was there in my living room <laughs> with my cousin and my brother watching that pay-per-view. And just... My eyes were wide. You could feel the vibrations coming out of the speakers because that's how loud they were. And I've had the privilege to speak to people who were actually at that pay-per-view, at that show. And they were like, what you saw on TV is nothing compared to what it was like live. And I just, that blows my mind. How passionate fans were at that moment makes me love to be a fan of wrestling. And that story, the entire storyline to lead into that is perfect. Perfect. Not a thing I would change about it. The build 
to the very end last scene where you see CM Punk blow a kiss and wave to Vince McMahon and leave with that belt through the crowd. It's just like, it's hard to find perfect storylines in wrestling. It's hard, like from top to bottom, end to end. And that is one of them for me. And that had a huge impact on my fandom because I left watching wrestling for a little while. I was in college, didn't have cable at home. I would only get to watch like when I went home and my cousin and my uncle bought the pay-per-view and we would watch it. But I was in school, so I didn't really get to see a lot of things. So I stopped kind of watching unless I was home. But that, ooh, that like brought me back in hook, line, and sinker. And that pay-per-view, my brother was really into WWE at the time. He loved John Cena. And it made us bond even more. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I love CM Punk, right? So, (laughs) but I'd like to see it too. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it was such a cool bonding moment for us to all watch that together and just go, wow, what did we just witness? I live for moments like that in wrestling because that's what makes me love this business and love being a fan is stuff like that. Yeah, you'll get no argument from me. I don't think I have a single friend that doesn't point to that match as a moment where they kind of brought him back. Yeah. Um, um, Or that, I mean, we've talked about it before. That is a match that you go back to a lot because it it, it changes your perspective and brings you back around. Um, You know, I I have other friends. I I believe Damien feels the same way. You know, you just... Mm -hmm. How do you go back um, nine years yeah. and not feel like that could be going on today? Because it, it's it's just, it's that far ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, there's so much, I guess, you know, sitting here talking about it. I don't ever really think about what I do, you know, when I'm mad or, or sad. I just, I just throw on old wrestling. I don't ever really yeah. think about it. Um, you know, if I do think about it, I do the things like I said, you know, I look for an old promo or I, that's just that one moment in time. It's just so crazy how wrestling is like a, a, a real life relationship as a fan. Like yeah. you, you get along one day, you fight the next day, but at the end of the week you love each other. So yeah, I mean, how can you be not happy about that? Yeah, and it's a special thing, too, and and I think, you know, a lot of what I love so much about that relationship is even in the times where I'm angry about something, it's led me to find other things that I love. Because I was upset, I found New Japan. Because I was upset, I opened my my worldview to independent wrestling Mm -hmm. years ago now, right? But the fact that I was upset about it made me find things that I can't live without now. I love New Japan and I love GCW more than I like some other things right now. So th- the fact that you're able to find that and and build this community that we've built and have my eyes open to stardom, shout out to JPQ for getting me to watch that. I really enjoy stardom a lot um, and starting to watch Noah and DDT Pro again. Uh, so I watched it a little bit couple years ago but then kind of gave it up but now i'm kind of getting back into it it's kind of cool and then all the stuff that they have to offer plus now aew is a thing the independence gcw and synergy and black label pro and uh so many other great promotions um that's a real blessing 
to be able to have this much wrestling to choose from. Right. And, you know, the funny thing is, too, is even though you're upset and you found other things to love, you found other things to love inside of your current relationship. Right. So, so I guess, I mean, for a wrestling fan that's struggling in their, like, legit relationship, how do you feel about your wrestling week? And can you can you still love it at the end of the week, you know? Because if you can, you can probably love your girl or your guy a little bit longer than you think you can. Because <laughs> the wrestling business will put you through so many emotions. And sometimes they do it in three hours on a Monday night when you're trying to stay awake and watch really crappy product. And you're trying so hard to just not totally crap on it because you know that the performers are doing what they're supposed to do. But they're they're not given the leeway to do what they can do. Does that make sense? It they're does make sense. So they're doing what they're could, supposed to. You could find the moments in there to find something to love about it. So at the end of the week, you could say, "Well, while I may not have liked everything, there is something in there that still keeps me engaged in this relationship with wrestling. There's something in here that still makes me say, I enjoy being a wrestling fan, and here's why. I can find something." Even the smallest things sometimes make the biggest difference in your wrestling fandom. And I think that is something that cannot be undercounted or understated. It's complicated being a wrestling fan. Remember the relationship statuses on Facebook? I don't have it anymore, but uh, it used to say it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about wrestling sometimes. But right now, and especially last year, we always used to say 2019 was wild for wrestling, right? And, and we didn't know what 2020 had in store, and, and boy, were we blindsided. But... There is still so much to love about this business. And I just want to encourage everybody to explore their wrestling fandom. And if there's something that isn't making you joyful, find something that will. There's so much at your disposal. Even if it is going back and watching an old match. I think you'll find your fandom renewed and your spirit lifted a little bit. That's what I do. That's what Pops does, as we just explained throughout this episode. Sometimes it's about finding those moments, matches, promos that give you that renewed appreciation for why you fell in love with the business in the first place. And what more can you ask for? You can turn on Power Slam, Indie Rest TV, YouTube, <laughs> the network. There's so many things for you to choose from that you can uh, do that with. So that would be my encouragement statement to you guys is even if you feel frustrated, there's something about this business that makes you love it and talk about it. What is that? Go back to those roots. I guarantee you, you'll feel better in the morning. Take that prescription from Dr. Queen <laughs> on today's episode of Cup of Joy. So I want to thank Pop so much for, for spending the morning with me to talk about this important moments for us and, and important moments in our fandoms and what we think we can do about it. So thank you for joining me for Cup of Joy. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Well, you can find me every Sunday in your ears uh, when you're listening to the Queen of Pops experience. Uh, I'm pretty sure my new Twitter handle is at Pops2021 because mm -hmm. I'm just skipping the rest of 2020. <laughs> and somebody stole it before I could use it. But anyway, um, and once a month, uh, my buddy, my best buddy, <laughs> Damien Purvis and I are going to be doing a live to Twitch uh, monthly run-in. It should be fun. I'm, I, I 
or not. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it'll be fun. Uh, we haven't done one yet, so it, I'm sure it'll be fun. Hopefully, I don't get kicked off of Twitch. So, hashtag yeah. Pops Donut. So. I'm sure you'll be just fine. So, everybody, you can find Pops at his Twitter handle. I'll link you below, of course. And, of course, listen to QPE, the Queen and Pops experience every single Sunday on Smart to Death Radio. We do predictions and watch-alongs and whatever else we feel like doing. So, it's super fun if you want to hang out with us some more. And for everyone, thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep your cup of joy full with Cup of Joy with the Queen of NE right here on WrestleJoy. Joy.